Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Cruise Radio. On this show, travel writer Paul Mutter from CruiseMates.com will join us to talk about how much cruising has changed. Ralph Grizzle from AvidCruiser.com chats with us about the allure of the seas. And Holland America's master chef Rudy Sodamine will talk about the new Culinary Council. Big show today. Oh, yeah. First... Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, is with us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Let's get right to it, because I thought in regards to the tender boats in Belize, I thought Carnival and Belize had come to some sort of resolution with this whole thing. Yeah, well, actually, they, they haven't, so uh, the situation uh, still remains uh, quite tender. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, the Prime Minister of Belize was just out here with a, uh, with a contingent uh, meeting with Carnival. Carnival is mandating that the Belize use tenders that uh, can carry at least 150 passengers, uh, not to mention have a higher amount of uh, insurance. And it's going to take some time because they, they don't have the boats. They'll cost a million dollars. So Belize and, and various businesses are going to be pulling together to, to come up with it. In the meantime, Carnival uh, this past week uh, canceled a couple of sailings uh, to Belize and routed their ships to uh, Costa Maya and to Grand Cayman. And coming up uh, this week, uh, Carnival is saying that uh, Carnival Dream is supposed to uh, go to uh, Belize uh, based on the availability of the tenders. However, uh, they will be sending Glory, Valor, and Legend uh, to Costa Maya uh, in the coming days. And they're, they're working very hard to work the situation out, but uh, evidently it's, it hasn't been resolved. Does like Holland America and other Carnival brands go to Belize? No, um, I mean, on, on different ships, but in this case, we're specifically talking about Carnival Just Cruise Just Carnival lines. Cruise Lines. Right. Okay, because gotcha. we're also dealing with lo- much larger ships right. than uh, Carnival's uh, smaller sister companies. Gotcha. All right, well, let's talk about the Disney dream, because I've been losing sleep over this. Who's going to be the godmother? Well, uh, Jennifer Hudson, uh, oh. who actually, I didn't know oh, this, goodness. she was actually a singer on Disney Wonder. That's where she gained her... Uh, her start uh, in, the, in the in show business. Oh, wow. makes sense. So then. she did great. Let me. I gotta tell you, the the ship was really amazing. They took a lot of similar uh, attributes from uh, the other ships. So if you remembered how to get around the ship, there's a lot of similarities. But the the aqueduct uh, water coaster was incredible. The ease of of getting around the ship. But one of my favorite parts was they had these animations that uh, throughout the ship that actually came to life. Hmm. So you could be looking at it. There are sensors. And there could be like there, could, there was a, there was one that I liked a lot. It was a you know there was a pirate ship, and it started uh, shooting cannonballs at a fort in another painting, <laughs> and so they were shooting up and back. Um, there was a, one of Walt Disney, and he started drawing a picture of uh, Mickey Mouse, and then Mickey Mouse came alive. Uh, then there was a, they had a, a detective uh, game that you pick up like a little badge, and you go in front of these different pictures, and you uh-huh. try to solve the crime. The kids program was phenomenal. The, the two adults-only restaurants uh, were amazing, Paolo and then the French restaurant, Remy. Uh, the Skyline Lounge is, it was, it was the huge hit uh, in, the, in the district, which is the adults-only area. And you know what? Everybody had a great time, and the ship's going to do astronomically well. Revenue cruises for the Disney Dream started on January 26th. How are those bookings coming along? It is so shockingly very full. I mean, there are many sailings where the insides and the ocean view cabins are completely gone, 
and all you have left are the balcony cabins. So the you know the important tip is book early because the you know those 599 pricing that we talked about earlier, uh, we're not seeing any price breaks until uh, it's October. What's this video you sent me of the aqueduct? Are you on it or what? I'm on the aqueduct, but no, that was the uh, the cruise director, and she was uh, demonstrating. So obviously, that'll be a link on uh, cruiseradio.net where people can become uh, you know familiar with what the aqueduct is like. But uh, you know, the, the ship the ship's outrageous. It's it's going to do it's going to do very very well. Is she wearing a bikini? Uh, no, she was not wearing a bikini, but she did ask for you, Doug. Oh, more importantly, were you wearing a bikini? Uh, no. <laughs> Speaking of new ships, the Oceana Cruises uh, Marina coming out, right? Yeah, she left uh, the, the shipyard. She left Barcelona on the 22nd. Uh, she will be uh, arriving um, on the 4th. Her christening is February 5th, and her first sailing is uh, February the 8th, which is going to be a, an 18-night cruise uh, you know, around the Caribbean, through the Panama Canal, Mexican Riviera, and on up to Los Angeles, and then concluding in San Francisco, and then she'll turn around and do the same thing uh, and head back. Is that going to be the itinerary back and forth like that? Well, it's just going to be a couple. Okay. Uh, she'll do some Caribbean, and then she's going to, you know, she'll head to Europe okay. coming up, and uh, she's she's going to be a gorgeous ship. Uh, she's about sixty-six thousand tons, twelve hundred passengers. It is the first brand new ship for Oceana, so uh, it's it's going to be a wonderful. Uh, you know, experience for, for passengers who like the line uh, that presently have uh, three of the uh, former Renaissance ships. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a gorgeous ship. they got cabins that were decorated by uh, Ralph Lauren, mm. uh, some big, big size cabins, over, over 1,200 square feet. But uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, very port intensive. Is Oceana Cruises, aren't those like oversized, like mega yachts or those actual ships? Well, they, these are ships. These are the, the, other, the other three ships are. Uh, Thirty-two thousand tons, and okay. they hold about uh, seven hundred passengers. So just so smaller. This will be uh, twice the size of the ships, and uh, you know about an eighty percent uh, increase with the passengers. For some reason, my dad always tells me about how he gets mailers from Oceana. They about, love to mail. Oh, Their direct ma- mail business is very, very big. Two for one. Two for ones, free airfare, yeah. and in a lot of these deals, keep in mind that uh, the you could back the airfare out and get yourself a nice credit. And, possibly, and this way you can kind of customize your own program with them. We have a listener email. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from Matthew Clark in Pittsburgh. Hey, guys, love the show. Been a listener for about a year now. My wife and I are planning on taking our kids, ages three and four, on their first cruise this summer. However, my daughter is on a gluten-free diet and can't eat anything containing gluten. That is wheat, oats, barley, rye, etc. So most of the kid-friendly food is out. I know that there are thousands of listeners out there on specialty diets, such as my daughter, be it gluten-free or uh, lactose-free, vegan, soy-free, kosher, etc. Are there any lines that are particularly helpful in working with special diets? Well, first of all, you want to focus on the cruise lines that are kid-friendly, uh, because if uh, some of the uh, adult-only uh, ships are, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. So you want to focus on, you know, like Disney and, and the Princesses and the Carnivals and the Royal Caribbeans and uh, NCL, and what you do is you, you contact your agent and you advise the cruise line of, of the dietary uh, needs, and they'll work with you to uh, advise you how to uh, you know, properly find the, the right menu items. But uh, many of the cruise lines are very cognizant uh, of these needs and uh, do have uh, uh, meals and uh, you know, dining uh, possibilities for, for these dietary needs. Wouldn't it be a good reminder not only to tell the reservations agent when you book, but also let the maitre d' know when you get on board? Absolutely, but this is very important to do it in advance. It's almost like 
uh, you know, like when you're going on a plane and you need a special kind of a meal, you have to order those in advance. The best thing to do is you, when, you, when you're booking the cruise, let, advise your agent so she can, you know, uh, communicate with the cruise line so they can tell you, you know, what kind of foods they have available for people with those kinds of dietary needs. And it may or may not be satisfactory. And if it's unsatisfactory, then you check with another cruise line and you base your decision on who's going to be able to accommodate you the best. All right, Stuart, thank you so much. As always, you can email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. Editor-in-chief of cruisemates.com. He's also written for foxbusiness.com. Travel writer Paul Motter is here. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Paul. Thank you. It's good to be back. Now, your recent article, Defining Cruise 2.0, which can be found at cruisemates.com, by the way, it talks about how much cruising has changed. Uh, why Cruise 2.0? Well, the reason I coined it as Cruise 2.0 is because it's an, it's an upgraded version of cruising, and I think everyone identifies the idea of 2.0 sure. as being a new and improved version of something that used to exist but now is in a new form. And so the idea of Cruise 2.0 is that the old impression of cruising that a lot of people had, especially non-cruisers, essentially doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So Cruise 1.0, which is the misinterpretation of cruising, is now out of date, yeah. and it's time for the world to know that cruising is completely different from what it used to be. All right, well, let's talk specifics. How much have staterooms changed? In the old days, we used to have to identify staterooms as inside ocean view balcony cabins or suites well these days you have ships that have anywhere from 75 percent to even 100 percent balcony cabins so the new standard these days is definitely the balcony cabin and so even the term ocean view has become a misnomer every every cabin has an ocean view these days but most of them also have verandas all right paul what about dining okay Dining 1.0 included preset dining times and pre-assigned tables, so you ate with the same people every night. Uh It's now become more popular to have open dining on almost every cruise ship in the industry. So you dine when you want and with whom you want. What about entertainment, Paul? Okay, the old style of entertainment on cruise ships generally had one main show in the showroom, which everybody would go and see every night. And you'd have one seating for one dinner seating and another entertainment seating for the other dinner seating. Well, it got redundant, and it got to the point where entertainers were trying to appeal to everybody with just one show, all age groups. It got to the point where entertainment was just getting watered down. Now on ships like Norwegian Epic, you have much more specific entertainment, and you have different entertainment options throughout the night that different people can go see. All right, let's talk about the onboard activities, because certainly there's a heck of a lot more now than just shuffleboard. That is so true. Modern cruise ships, like Oasis of the Seas, for example, are just full of activities for all age groups. And you have children's programs for people under age 18, and then you have adult programs, and they have karaoke and Sporting programs are now better than ever. You have Royal Caribbean ships with Flowrider surf simulators, mm-hmm. zip lines, 
um, Grand Prix simulators on MSC ships. Um, several ships now have 3D movie theaters for state-of-the-art movie presentations. Let's move on to technology, Paul. Okay. In the old style of cruising, it was pretty much a given that when you were out at sea, you were out at sea. You had no communication with the outside world. And as a result, people who, like, like me, road warriors and people who worked on vacation, really weren't even able to take cruises. But now cruises have Internet access and cell phone access. So you are pretty much in touch 24 hours a day with your home office as much as you want to be. Now, I understand, Paul, you were on the Disney Dream recently, and, and I just got to say, I am astounded. I, I didn't know that Disney hadn't come out with a ship in 12 years, and so much, uh, technologically speaking, has changed since then. Tell us about the Dream. Well, the thing about Disney is not so much that they do things that, no, that nobody else is doing. It's that they do them better than everybody else. Right. So what, two of the highlights of Disney Dream are what they call the magic floors, which are like video games on steroids. <laughs> what you have is a large floor about 12 feet square where 12 people can be playing at the same time on a single video game. And they use their hands and their feet oh. and all kinds of things to play the game. That's awesome. Paul, this next one we're seeing more and more of these days, uh, kind of like Carnival Cruise Lines has the Carnival Funville on their site. Uh, website integration. Yeah, the last aspect of Cruise 2.0 is the fact that people can completely customize their cruises even before they get on board, which actually makes cruising far easier to organize. In the old days, you had to call your travel agent and ask them to change your dinner seatings or make reservations for a restaurant. Yeah. You can now do everything online before your cruise or even during the cruise. You can check out Paul's article, Defining Cruise 2.0, on his site, cruisemates.com. Paul Motter, as always, it's uh, really nice to have you. All right. Thank you very much. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Hazen? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah, Cruise One. Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. Lots of cruise buzz this week revolves around the brand new Disney Dream. You'll hear plenty about what's new on board the ship, but this week's Porthole Pick gives kudos to Disney's private island, Castaway Cay. If you're seeking the utmost in relaxation while on any Disney cruise, drop the kids off at Scuttles Cove for some children's activities and take the island tram straight for Serenity Bay, the secluded adults-only beach. 
Besides a bar and barbecue, which, by the way, features some upgraded food items than the main barbecue, you can get a massage in an open-air cabana or rent your own beach cabana for the day. You should also rent bikes and explore the island via roads and bike trails. One of the trails will take you to an observation tower, and at the top of the tower, you'll get a sweeping view of the island, the ocean, and your ship in the background. The best thing about Castaway Cay is that the ship can pull right up to the dock so there's no need to tender. It's easy to spend the day hopping on and off the island if you want to participate in something on the ship as well. And by the way, if you happen to board the wrong tram, there are actually two tram routes, so take note of that. Just think of it as a tropical, breezy, relaxing, free shore excursion ride. From AvidCruiser.com, travel writer Ralph Grizzle joins us once again. Ralph, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back on Cruise Radio. Yes, good to have you. It's been a while, but uh, I know you just recently went aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, the sister ship to the Oasis. And uh, when did you go, and uh, how long was this? Well, I went twice, actually. I went, uh, I've been lucky both times with Oasis and Allure to go to Perku, Finland, uh, to go through the ship while it was under construction during the final phases. And that wow. was absolutely fascinating. And then, so I have a video on uh, the App Cruiser website, the Allure of the Seas shipyard walkthrough, and uh, that's got tremendous traffic because it sort of shows you uh, what the construction process is like uh, aboard the ship. For those who don't know anything about the Allure of the Seas, uh, tell us why that stands out, aside from being like the largest ship in the world, but what else about it stands out uh, in comparison to other ships out there? I mean, one thing that stands out is that you can have inside staterooms with balconies, uh, which, is, which is pretty unusual. You, can, uh, you almost lose the connection with the sea in some ways. Yeah. Uh, you can have an inside stateroom overlooking the boardwalk, for example, or Central Park. Which, of course, is ideal for people watching. Where were y'all, by the way? We had, uh, I was with my two kids over Thanksgiving, yeah. and we had a stateroom overlooking the uh, boardwalk. That was interesting to look down to see the, uh, you know, the carousel, right. uh, the restaurants back there, the aqua theater, and the zip line with people screaming coming right over our balcony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, for those who don't know, just like uh, the sister ship, the Oasis of the Seas, these are mega ships. I mean, you, you mentioned the zip line. Zip lines, for crying out loud, on a ship. Uh, massive rock climbing walls, a miniature central park with real live foliage and trees and plants and flowers. And uh, you, you said the boardwalk, which aside from the merry-go-round, there's ice cream shops and bars and restaurants and such, but it is a floating city. Yeah, I would compare it to a resort, except it's floating. Yeah. Uh, it certainly has a lot of activities, a lot of dining venues. Uh, my son is 14. He did the zip line, the wave. Uh, oh, yeah, the flow rider. Where he was surfing. Right. Uh, he did the rock climbing wall. And uh, he did all of the active sports and enjoyed that very much. That's cool. This ship holds like 6,000 passengers. So how did you feel for embarkation? Was it a pretty uh, smooth flow going on the ship? I can say that it was smooth both times, uh, on Oasis of the Seas and on Allure of the Seas. Uh, they do handle that process very well. How about whenever you're going into different ports, uh, when you're docking, like, say, Cozumel, do you wait in a long line to get off, or is it pretty, you know, quick on, quick off? Yeah, you know, for that I haven't experienced it because uh, our... Our inaugural cruises were only a couple of nights on board just so that we could experience the ship itself. I would imagine they handle it quite well if, you, if the way they handle it in Port Everglades is any indication. And this ship has uh, 20-something restaurants on it. Uh, I know you, you obviously couldn't dine at all the restaurants when you are on there, but what did you think of the, the changes and such? Yeah, there is a, and forgive me if I get the names wrong, there is a Brazilian grill up front uh, in the Solarium area that was a, a change. 
It's uh, mm-hmm. not on Oasis. That was wonderful. We also enjoyed the hot dogs. They have a new hot dog uh, uh, venue. Uh, they have a new uh, Rita's Cantina, this Mexican restaurant as well. And, of course, Johnny Rockets is a favorite. What about the entertainment on board the ship? Uh, it was wonderful. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of this great show that we saw. My son and I just sat there mesmerized for about an hour. Uh, it's one of, one of the best shows I've seen on a ship uh, and I would also have to say that Norwegian uh, NCO Epic, the Blue Man Group, would be the other other show that I would I would have to mention. Ralph, how does the Allure fare up against the other big cruise ships? Because it seems like these days everyone's always trying to outdo each other. Yeah, well, I think that um, you know, in terms of entertainment value, we're going to see some some real competition with the with the Disney Dream. Uh, I, I think NCO Epic provides a little competition as well. Uh, but I think the Disney dream is probably going to be a game changer, as Oasis was, uh, you know, for the industry when it when it came out. All right. From AvidCruiser.com, travel writer and our friend Ralph Grizzle. Thank you so much for being with us again, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. In some secluded rendezvous That overlooks the avenue With someone sharing a delightful chat Of this and that and cocktails for two we interviewed Jim McKenna from Cellular at Sea, and he raised some very uh, important issues. And we got a lot of questions from listeners uh, about this information. Uh, because if you're like Doug and can easily rack up a cell phone bill uh, because of, uh, well, the calls and the texts late at night, mm-hmm. um, this is certainly for you. Yeah, it is. If you're an AT&T customer, you may want to consider checking out the AT&T Cruise Ship Passport Package. And you could actually set this up before you sail or uh, actually while you're sailing it. Basically, yeah, that's awesome because you don't have to have it ongoing as a monthly. Uh, yeah, you can turn it on fee. and off as needed. And for just 35 bucks a month, the package provides the following services while on the cruise ship Sailor at Sea Network. You get 15 minutes of voice and 15 messages sent. That includes text, picture, and video. For a list of qualifying cruise ships, please go to att.com slash travel guide. And for additional information, you can go to att.com slash worldpackages. Now, to sign up for the package, please log on to your AT&T wireless account at att.com slash mywireless or call 916-843-4685. Obviously, that's a free call from your wireless phone. Holland America's master chef, Rudy Sodamin, is with us. Hello, chef. Hey, what's cooking? Woody here, yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about Holland America's new Culinary Council, but before we get into all that, for those who don't know, what are the responsibilities of a master chef? My main focus is I work with a lot of chefs at Holland America Line, at the Holland America Line office. Right. Yes, I design the menus. Mm-hmm. I work with the chefs on the recipes. I work with the people responsible for what needs to be specified for this dish we create. I, I, I visualize the pictures, uh, make the pictures of the food, yes. how it should be made. Well, there's a lot of work goes into one dish. A lot of people goes into accomplishment on one dinner. Let's talk about the new Culinary Council. Holland America has stepped it up once again uh, in regards to its culinary presentation by creating this council of celebrity chefs for different areas of the cooking world. Uh, my initial reaction to this is, too many chefs in the kitchen. Is, is this the case? No, no, no. Actually, as you say, too many chefs in the kitchen spoil the, the pot of soup. Right. Uh, well, it's a saying. 
But if you take the ego, egos away of chefs... The egos? Good, you said the egos away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right, of course. We should have a, a, a good meal. <laughs> so so uh, in this case, with the Culinary Council, which was masterminded over the years by myself, and come endlessly, finally to a frustration with Rick Madoff and uh, Stein Cruz and the whole management on board, uh, in, in Seattle. The clearly objective is to get the best chefs together, which exist on a global base. There will be five to ten chefs. Yes. And we meet annually, and uh, I will communicate with them separately on how we, how we do best expedite their dishes correctly uh, and so forth. We will exchange ideas, exchange recipes, exchange... Uh, send their chefs in our kitchen, send our chefs in their kitchen. So we really here create something which is essentially in a good cuisine. What can passengers expect in the way of change? I mean, will there be the same food, different ingredients, or uh, new dishes altogether? Uh, that's a good question. Whenever they go on a ship, expect the best, or at least a reasonable good meal with healthy ingredients, quality ingredients prepared to a safe manner and and and. and so compared to any good restaurant or show, yes, we will have the opportunity to taste some of the recipes of the culinary council and the chef's dishes. Overall, it will be just a, a, a great, great view of uh, presenting the dishes, uh, a new presentation, and uh, new ingredients and so forth. Anyway, but again, as I always say to all the chefs we work together, there's nothing new out there. We just have to be able to execute it in wherever we are, our ships are sailing throughout the world. Chef Rudy, you have written many a cookbook. The latest is Volume 3 in the A Taste of series. Uh, there's A Taste of Excellence, A Taste of Elegance, and now A Taste of Celebration Cookbook, uh, which is now available, of course. Chef Rudy Sodamin, a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. You're welcome. You're welcome. Happy cooking. Every week, Doug and I like to give you the hookup on some special pricing, courtesy of cruisesforless.com. Check it out. Five-night Western Caribbean from 209. This is aboard the Celebrity Century Miami Round Trip. Last-minute deal. Sales January 31st, less than $42 per night. This hits Isla Roatan and Cozumel. Did the snooba in Isla Roatan, Honduras. Really enjoyed it. Or how about this one? Seven-night Alaska from $509 aboard the Norwegian Star from L.A. to Vancouver. That leaves on May 7th. And if you book early, you can save up to 70% off. This is actually one of the lowest-priced Alaska cruises we've seen this year. Seven-night Western Caribbean from $745, including free prepaid gratuities. This is aboard Royal Caribbean's brand-new Oasis of the Seas. Fort Lauderdale round trip leaves October 29th this year. This is an exclusive offer on one of the world's largest cruise ships. Call for these prices now, 888-973-SHIP. That's 888-973-7447. Or go to cruisesforless.com slash cruise radio. That's cruises, F-O-R, less.com slash cruise radio. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel. Or go to iTunes and search cruise radio. Follow us on Twitter at cruise radio. All right, before we go, got to mention Stitcher Radio. Very excited about this. Yeah, very cool. We uh, actually got a hold of Stitcher and said we wanted Cruise Radio to be on the Stitcher Radio Network. 
and they so graciously uh, put us on their network under the Travel Channel. Just so you know, all the new Fords, they've got an agreement that we'll have a Stitcher radio receiver, kind of like uh, some of the newer Like an cars. XM or so. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the next couple of years, we'll be looking for that, which is very cool as well. And for those who don't know, Stitcher Radio basically is a much more efficient way to receive podcasts and other streaming radio stations. I love it. There's an iPhone app available. It makes it so much more convenient. If you don't have time to sync your iPod or iPhone with your iTunes, or if you don't use iTunes at all, you can just subscribe to uh, Stitcher Radio and get your podcast that way, like Cruise Radio. And it's free. Yes. This listener on Twitter just sent me a message saying, uh, I ran today listening to Cruise Radio on Stitcher. I love it. To find out more, just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Stitcher Radio icon. Next week from the Family Travel Network, our dear friend Nancy Shredder. She always has excellent information for families, of course. This one specifically, the Disney Dream. Also, travel writer Chris Owen will be giving his review of the Disney Dream. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.